From the office of the City Auditor in Austin, Texas, this is Audit ATX, a podcast about the audits and investigations our office does to make Austin better for all residents. We're your hosts, Jasmine, Max, and Kelsey. In this episode, we're talking with investigator Tapi Elitu Adipo about an investigation our office recently conducted. This investigation found that a former animal services employee was misusing city resources and abused their city position. Hi, Toppy. Thanks for being here. Hello, hosts. Uh, great to be here. Thanks. In this case, Toppy, a former animal services employee misused city resources and abused their city position. Can you give us an overview of this case? Yeah, so we received an allegation, a complaint that this specific animal care worker at Animal Services was filming social media videos at work and posting them on her personal social media account. Um, And according to the complaint that she was making money from these videos. And so we investigated that specific complaint. Thanks for breaking that down for us. Um, More broadly, how did you find out about this situation? Same way we we always get allegations and complaints. The majority of our complaints come from the hotline. And so this one came from our online reporting form that's available on our website. So the report mentions that the employee would record and post anywhere between 30 and 40 brief videos a day while at work. Did animal service management approve this? No, at the time when she was posting 30 to 40 videos, um, I don't believe that management was aware. Once the complaint was escalated to management, then they became aware of the frequency in which she was making those videos while at work. How much did the employee earn from posting these videos of animals at the shelter on her social media account? Would this have still been a violation if the employee didn't earn any money? Yeah, those are very good questions. Uh, In terms of how much she was earning, we were able to establish that in a month, she was probably getting anywhere between $1,000 to $2,000 in revenue from the videos. And in terms of whether this would have been a violation had she not earned money, the criteria that we looked at in the violation we looked at doesn't necessarily require us to identify revenue as a source of the violation. It just requires us to establish whether the person misused city resources or abused their position. And we believe so because the employee was using their access to shelter animals to create content for their private account. That was primarily their job. They're an animal care worker and they're supposed to interact with animals, not just those available for adoption, but those that are, you know, waiting for an owner to claim them or those that are still in process. So those videos that she was making um, gave her the following that she had, which was about 1.9 million followers. And she admitted that prior to posting those videos, she had a very low follower count. Now this employee no longer works in that department and has moved to a different department. So she doesn't have the same access. And I imagine that, you know, as you look at her follower count, it probably has dropped because she's not posting those videos as regularly. She's not posting the same quality of videos. And so we could, without the money, we could still say that she was violating city code. But you also have to look at the fact that she used her private account to solicit and raise funds through her videos, which would be another way that we could establish how she was misusing her position and her access. Did she give any of the money that she was getting from this to animal services or was it all going to her personal account? That's a great question. This was all going to her personal account. We were able to confirm that animal services did not receive any of this money. She kept it privately. 
In fact, they didn't even know that she was making money. They knew that she had the capacity to make money because of how many followers she had and how much her videos were being watched. So the animal services department did not benefit financially from her so-called advocacy, I guess. If she had given the money to animal services, would that have changed anything regarding the violation? Probably not. I think it's important for the public to know that there are ways in which the city can benefit from someone else's wrongdoing. It doesn't change the fact that we've entrusted an employee, someone who's paid with taxpayers' money to do a specific job, which is to look after these animals, not to necessarily take videos of them and put them on their, on their social media. Now, to her credit, she was responsible for raising, uh, fundraising some money for a foster animal to get a surgery that, you know, Austin Animal Shelter probably couldn't afford to provide for that animal. Um, she provided advocacy for animals that need to be adopted. So in a way, the department did receive some benefits, but it doesn't change the fact that this was not an approved activity by her managers. The department has its own uh, public information group that works on Facebook and Twitter and also Instagram to post these kinds of content. So it's not that they wouldn't have been able to garner that kind of support if they needed it. So this was definitely separate from what what the animal services could do and what they were already doing in order to promote the animals in the shelter. And so why should the city and Austin residents care about this case? Why does this matter? Why is this important? Absolutely. That's a great question. And I know it's so easy to see like that this allegation in this report is about someone just helping animals and why are we like being mean to her? And, uh, and I completely understand that. We acknowledge that there is a benefit to the city, you know, um, having someone who cares about animals, um, who wants them to be adopted, posting all these great cute videos. It's hard to go and look at that and say, this person has violated city code. But like I mentioned earlier, city employees are custodians of city resources, whether that's money, equipment, or cute animals. So when we have someone taking advantage of that system because they're in a position to do it and using it to benefit themselves, it impacts the trust that the community has in the city and in its department. Because in this situation, not only was she earning money or had the capacity to earn money, she was also able to raise money for a personal medical expense. And there could have been other things that she was doing. She was receiving gifts and also endorsements from uh, groups that saw her large following and were able to use that. So she's getting free hair dye, she's getting dog beds. And, and these are things that are benefiting her just as much as, as she's benefiting the city. So, you know, staff raised concerns also about the potential for inaccurate information to be shared about an animal, which may lead to people trying to adopt an animal that they're not adequately matched for, or an animal that is not available for adoption or an animal that may not be suited to live in another household with, with another animal. So in that case, you can't really control the type of information that is out there, which can be dangerous to the public. You know, it's important to note, like I said before, Animal Services has its own social media account that shows similar videos and has the same effect of raising the profile of animals in need of adoption. So there were other options that this individual could have taken. So I think that's why people should care about it, because there are so many ways that this could have not gone right for animal services. And so what do you think animal services management could have done differently to avoid this situation? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, we think about this all the time when we write reports, you know, um, we can't make any recommendations to animal services or to any other department that has 
an individual that we're investigating, but, you know, animal services could have met the same goals through their city-owned account. They could have maybe reduced the possibility of misuse and abuse by tapping into the individuals in their um, organization that had a talent for, you know, maybe they, they're really good at speaking in front of a camera. They are great at picking really great moments with animals. Maybe they have a bunch of videos that the city account could have used. I feel like they could probably have kind of collected all of these really good resources and then used it on their verified accounts to to basically meet the same goal. You know, in talking about that, you know, you could get the staff involved in PIO efforts and that's public information office efforts by sending those videos to staff so they can post. And also I think it's important for management to have a better understanding of city code. They made this assumption that all she had to do was sign a secondary employment form and that she would be permitted to make those videos, capture those images while she was at work. And that's not really what that code section means or meant. So I think a better understanding of what the rules are so that you can adequately communicate that to your staff and set really good boundaries would have definitely helped to them avoid the situation. This is such an interesting case, Toppy, and we really appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Audit ATX. This report is available on our website at austintexas.gov auditor. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Austin Auditor. And subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Until next time, bye-bye.